Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 7113 800-470-7113 800-470-7113 That's 800-470-7113 Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history, Pedro Fernandez. Dames y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. Check in, sports fans. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but never duplicated. Here we are, the longest running fight show in history. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to Ring Talk, of course, a celebration day, I guess, of sorts for the people in the UK. Why I know they, why they want to celebrate, of course, is because the boxing establishment won out last night when Anthony Joshua basically pitched a 12 round shutout over Andy Ruiz. He will no longer be named on the show. He will no longer be referred to on the show by his common name, the given name, Andy Ruiz. From this point forward, it's Andy Ruiz. And if he gets too smart with me, we'll take him out a little bit more. We won't even mention him at all. Bottom line is, I think he was a, a sellout. I mean, the guy came in at 283 pounds. He came in at 268 for the last fight. How can you come in 15 pounds heavier and be in a fat slob to begin with and expect to have a better performance? You can't, okay? And then he's trying to say, well, you know, I was partying this and that. Listen, man, everybody knows you're not supposed to party and box. Come on, listen. People say to me, Pete, man, you're being a little crazy about this. You're going overboard. You know, you no. I, I look, put it to you like this: If my producer showed up today and didn't know how to work the computer, I wouldn't pay him. Okay, that's just the way it is. Okay, if a painter came to your house and he didn't bring any brushes, you wouldn't pay him because he couldn't paint the house. Okay, this guy essentially showed up for an athletic event, not prepared, not even slightly prepared. He who fails to plan is planning to fail. The old Dan- Dale Carnegie line, and it couldn't be more. Pre- prophetic than last night it just can't i mean to call him obese to call listen i understand that some of the mexican people are happy they had a mexican heavyweight champion things like that but i got news for you you should be ashamed of him i am ashamed of him as a human being not as a boxing fan but as a human being for a guy i've seen guys go in the ring and die this guy went in the ring and stole the money and ran he's a fat pig and that's just the way it is i'm talking about auntie louise you are tuned to ring talk live worldwide Girl, and here is the soul of which you've taken control. Can't you see I'm trying to show love is right? At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. 
I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571-800-430-9571-800-430-9571. That's 800-430-9571. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Sure the hell ain't Andy Ruiz. I mean, come on, man. I mean, what a pathetic performance. Not even a performance, folks. He showed up. His gut was hanging over there. Let me tell you like this. Rosie O'Donnell had a better-looking body in her prime. I kid you not. Remember when she had that big old gut she used to carry around? When she'd sit down, she'd have to lift it up when she'd stand up? Yeah, well, that's how bad Andy Ruiz was. So what am I trying to tell you is no more Andy Ruiz on this show. It's Auntie Louise from here on in. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Auntie Louise, that's it. Not even Andy Ruiz. Auntie Louise, because I've never seen... Such a, I mean, this is the heavyweight championship in the world. Listen, 
I talked earlier about a guy dying, going in the ring. I've seen a couple of guys die. How about Dooku Kim when he fought Ray Mancini in 1982? He wrote on the lampshade in his room before he left for the uh, fight. He, he wrote on the shade, lampshade, kill or be killed. In other words, he was willing to die to win that championship. Guys step into that ring. Guys, really, some most guys aren't willing to die like Dooku Kim. He was a brave dude, no doubt about that. I mean, most people aren't thinking about dying when they get in the ring. But the possibility is there, okay? And the bottom line is... You need to put forth your best each and every time you go to work. If you go to work, if you go to work as a, as a bookkeeper and you can't keep books, they fire you. Okay. If you go to work as a, a as a policeman and you can't shoot straight and you hit the innocent person, they probably fire you. What I'm trying to say is, if you don't come to work, prepare to work. Guess what? You get fired. As far as I'm concerned, Andy Reid should be fired. I should never ever have to mention his name ever again on this show or in my life. I hope to God his check bounce. I know it's not going to bounce, but I hope to God his check bounce. And I hope to God that somehow, somehow, Andy Ruiz gets punished for what he did. He ripped off the public. He pulled off the biggest con. He perpetrated, no, wait, wait, I'm going to go on. I'm going further. He perpetrated the biggest con on the American public, on the world at large, the Mexican boxing fans as well, a bigger con than Paul Newman and Robert Redford in that movie, The Sting, back in like 1970. I'm telling you, this was the sting of all stings, okay? He went on the Jimmy Kimmel show. He went on all these different shows. He said he was partying this and that. Man, you can't be seriously thinking about defending the World Heavyweight Championship and partying. I mean, hey, when I was Golden Glove champion, I didn't drink. I don't drink now, but I didn't drink. I, I mean, it, was, it, was, it, it didn't make any sense. And I wouldn't put on an excessive amount of weight. You know what you weigh. If you're a fat guy to begin with, you don't get any fatter. David Tua, the slow and Samoan, turned out to be the slow and Samoan, used to be the throw and Samoan. How did he turn into the slow and Samoan? He gained 15 pounds. He was like five foot nine, and he had to close the distance against these bigger guys like Ike Bayabuchi and this and that. That was his prime, no doubt about that. Of course, Ike won that a 12-round unanimous decision there in Sacramento, California. But David Tua, the guy that couldn't pull the trigger because he couldn't get close. Because of the extra 15 or 20 pounds he's carried. And I'll tell you like this. If you think, oh, what's a few pounds? Think about this. Pick up two 10-pound weights, tie them around your waist, and then try to go do something that you normally do. Okay? And this guy had to be like 70 pounds overweight. Because you have to figure it this way. A 6-foot, 1-inch heavyweight weighs about 210 to 220 pounds. Right about there, okay? So we'll give him the benefit. We'll say 225. He weighed in close to 300 pounds. 283 pounds. Which tells me, after six weeks of training that he went to camp somewhere around 330 pounds. So these people, the promoters, Barry Hearn, everybody, they, Anthony Joshua, everybody knew that this was, this was a cakewalk. This was a setup. This was, a, this was the boxing establishment getting back their guy. Their guy came back. He's the guy that can sell 90,000 seats in Wembley Stadium. Andy Ruiz can sell a couple of Mexican flags, maybe, okay? And the bottom line is, now he can't even do that. And for you Mexican fans out there, some of you feel proud that a Mexican won the heavyweight championship of the world at one point in time. It was a fluke, okay? It was a fluke. It'll never happen again as far as Andy Ruiz or Auntie Louise or whatever you want to call him. It'll never happen for him again. And I got to tell you like this. The best thing that could happen as far as Andy's concerned is that he could retire, maybe get hit by a bus. Seriously, retire or get hit by a bus. That's how disgusted I am with Andy Ruiz. As far as Anthony Joshua's concerned, you know, I got to say this about Anthony Joshua. He did what he had to do. I mean, I'm not happy with his performance. I thought it sort of sucked. I thought he fought safety first, and I'm not a safety fighter, okay? I think I'm, I'm, I go out there to hurt people. You go out there to impose your will on somebody. This is what boxing and combat sports is all about. But 
Anthony Joshua won. The boxing establishment won. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. More computer problems in the studio here. Darren, are you listening to me? <laughs> I kid you not. We are having some computer problems as I speak. Once they get that loaded, I think we'll be ready to rock. But Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, call him what you want. Anthony Joshua, he did what he was supposed to do over 12 rounds. Am I impressed? No, I'm not impressed. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, the boxing establishment got their guy back in the ring. As far as that rest of the card was concerned, you know, they sort of had like that main event and then nothing else. Nothing else. There was nothing else really. Of course, Jamel Charlo was on. Jamel Charlo, good-looking fighter, no doubt about that. The better of the Charlo brothers. Mama Charlo was happy last night, no doubt about that. Of course, he stopped Dennis Hogan in seven rounds. Charlo, the WBC middleweight title holder. Of course, a, a, a fragmented title of 160 pounds because we've sort of got a whole bunch of champions there. We've got... Canelo Alvarez, he's got a middleweight title. Of course, and then they gave up a piece of the middleweight title last night when Chris Eubank Jr., that's right, Chris Bain Eubank Jr., mm, the son of the former WBO 168-pound, 175-pound champion, Chris Eubank, the guy that wears a monocle in his eye now, sort of like a, an English pimp look. Sort of pretty cool, pretty cool. Anyway, Eubank was a winner last night over Matt Korobov. And get this, this was one of the weirdest things I ever saw in my life. The fight just stopped 34 seconds in. Korobov dislocated his shoulder. I kid you not. 34 seconds in of a WBA title fight. Well, the world of bunkle and anarchy had to crown Chris Eubank champion because Korobov said, you know, I can't fight no more. And Korobov drops to 28-3 uh, and 1-14 KOs, a dislocated shoulder. 34 seconds of round number one. Mr. Eubank uh, accelerates to 29 and 2 with 22 wax. Can he fight as good as his daddy? No. You guys can. Uh, at 168 pounds, a former champion, IBF title holder, I believe, David Lemieux, of course, out of Canada, up there in north. Now moved to 41 and 4, 34 KOs. A split decision win over Makusa Bersal, 35, 6 and 2, with 21 to 16 KOs. Of course, the scores were 94 93 twice, and uh, these went 94 93 the other way. What a split decision means is you've got three judges, okay? And two judges will go one way, and one judge will go the other. Hear where I'm coming from? That's the split decision. People say to me, explain scoring a little bit more. Well, I just explained scoring a little bit more. And, man, the star of the weekend, no doubt about it, the WBO 122-pound champion, the greatest fighter in all of Mexico, Emmanuel Navarrete, 30-1, and 25 kills. Yes, I discovered him on ESPN. I discovered him. Listen, I was watching YouTube one day, and somehow he popped up on YouTube. Somebody sent me a clip and said, take a look at this guy, somebody from Mexico. I said, hey, you know, he looks pretty good. Then he took out. Uh, Dogbo. I mean, just d d destroyed Mr. Dogbo. I mean, just destroyed him. Not once, but twice. It wasn't a fluke. People say, oh, you know, the first time, Dogbo wasn't ready. Give him some, you know. Yeah, right. He annihilated him the second time. And he's annihilated everybody since then. I mean, I think this is his fourth defense of the title. What's his record now? Uh, 30 and four, 30 and one with 25 KOs. Of course, Francisco Horta didn't last four rounds. TKO in four rounds. Of course, he is 24 and one with only 10 KOs. That was a sold out arena in Puebla, Mexico, baby. That's Mexican boxing, not some fat pig going around impersonating the heavyweight champion. Okay, Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz, you're toast, baby. You're tuned to the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Ring Talk Live World. We're coming to you live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, iTunes, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com. I keep going, but, but, but Dominic says I got to go to the break. So we're going to the break. You're tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today... Withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Sometimes I'm bad company. Today I might be bad company. Bottom line is I feel I feel I feel violated. I just do. I mean, not as a boxing reporter, but as a boxing fan. I mean, I sat down with my popcorn yesterday in front of my TV. Actually, I did it on, on the phone. But I sat down in front of my iPhone 11 Pro Plus. I said to myself, you know, I'm going to watch this fight and have a good time and enjoy myself. And I just didn't enjoy it. I just didn't enjoy it. I mean, I was just, I was, you know, and, and as far as Anthony Joshua was concerned, as I said earlier, he did what he had to do. I mean, he absolutely did what he had to do. And you know what? Props to him. What a performance! From AJ. It was a desert jewel that had the world talking. And in the end, redemption for Anthony Joshua. 
He had stared down a career-ending abyss, but came out fighting smarter than before. A near-punch-perfect display to beat Andy Ruiz Jr. in their heavyweight rematch. And these four title belts and his reputation are restored. I want to thank God. That's about all the play I'm giving Anthony Joshua, because guess what? He didn't show, show a whole lot last night as far as going after his man. You want to impose your will. Yes, he fought safely. He did what the boxing establishment needed him to do. He needed to win that, 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 that decision. No matter what happened, he had to leave Saudi Arabia with those four belts because the boxing establishment couldn't go on with Andrew Ruiz as heavyweight champion. Just like... The boxing establishment couldn't handle Burt Cooper when Burt Cooper almost annihilated, had Evander Holyfield in all that trouble in that fight in Atlanta. I mean, he had him in all kinds of trouble. Why? Burt Cooper was a crack addict. Now, I'm not trying to say Mills Lane knew what was happening, but Mills Lane was a referee that night. And Mills Lane sort of, uh, how can I put it in this point, gave Evander way, 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 way too many benefits of a doubt there. So what am I trying to tell you? The boxing establishment, it, it, it's there. You don't see it. It's a political machine. Uh, people that are in the business know what I'm talking about, but people that aren't out, aren't aren't in the business just look at boxing and say, you know, it's two guys fighting. No, there's a whole lot of business behind that beforehand. Bottom line is, Anthony Joshua is the world heavyweight champion now. And, of course, Chris, uh, take that back, Deontay Wilder is the WBC title holder. He is supposed to do battle, of course, in February or March with the ex-champion, uh, of course, the linear champion. I'm talking about Mr. Tyson Fury undefeated, of course, with that one draw with Mr. Wilder. And those guys are going to hook it up in a rematch eventually in 2020. Of course, that sets up a match for the undisputed world heavyweight championship between Joshua and whoever wins the Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder fight. Well, Wilder, Wilder sort of called out Joshua last night for, being, for fighting like a girl. I mean, he fought like a girl that could box, but not somebody that wanted to impose her will. It was like a girl's fight in girl's professional boxing in that it went the distance, not a whole lot of damaging punches, you know? And Andy Ruiz, Andy Louise, he never landed a punch. I can't remember. I didn't, maybe I fell asleep. I must have fallen asleep because I didn't see him land a punch of significance in 36 minutes of battle. And for those people that are staunchly defending Mr. Louise, Mr. Ruiz, call him what you want, Andy, Auntie. Bottom line is there's nothing to defend. He showed up, he took the money, and he ran. And now he comes up with the excuse, hey, I was partying too much. And I cut that interview off with Joshua there uh, because I gave Joshua as much time as I think he deserved for winning 12 rounds of uh, pedestrian boxing. But I cut it off because Andy Ruiz jumped in there and tried to interrupt the champion, while, and yes, he is a champion again, while he was being interviewed. Andy Ruiz has got a lot of balls, a lot of, I mean, chutzpah. That's what it is. It's chutzpah. It's not. It's chutzpah. Because if he had balls, he would have gotten shape. He would have trained. He would have trained. Instead, he knew. I mean, you know. Everybody knows. And deep down inside, that's like this guys that take steroids. Well, I didn't know. You know. You've got a volcanic explosion going on inside your body. You don't know what's happening. You're a fat pig carrying around 40 pounds more than what you had before. And you think that you're going to be able to perform at an optimum level? Come on, man. Who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? At the end of the day, it was another ripoff, and it stunk really, really, really bad. And what am I trying to tell you is that I'm not trying to say to, to walk away from boxing or anything like that, but, you know, I can't think of any of those heavyweight champions, even the lackluster heavyweight champions that preceded Mike Tyson, you know, people like and around that era, Pinklin Thomas and guys like that. You know, come on, man. At least they got themselves together and, and got in condition to show up. Okay, and for you to say, well, you know, he, he, he was he was fat the first time and he won. Yeah, but he, he got fatter and he lost. 
So that's that that shuts that thing up right then and there. Okay, Patricia. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. Straight up, the man that stole the show last night, as I said, was the IBF uh, 120. Take that back, the WBO 122 pound title holder. Um, Emmanuel Navarrete, of course, with that TKO on four of Mr. Horta. But a co-feature last night, Jermall Charlo. Well, Jermall Charlo, is, he's, he's the better of the Charlo brothers. No doubt about it. This is the ring of truth. This is where you find out the truth about who you are and who Hogan is. is down for the third time in his career. is 30 and 0 and with 22 KOs. The better of the two Charlo brothers, Mama Charlo was happy last night, no doubt about it. Speaking of the Charlos, wow, the other Charlo brothers are going to hook it up with there's Jamel and Jamal. Okay, it's like one letter between the two guys. I'm not they're twins and all more power, they're brothers and more power to them and all that kind of good stuff, but their mother is very very um, vocal as far as support is concerned. And I think it's really cool cuz I remember the days when Frank Frank the Animal Fletcher, this guy that fought out of Philadelphia was a Philly or Atlanta. He fought out of Atlantic City. Fought out of Atlantic City. He was a really crude, crude guy. Marvin Hagler beat him. I'll take that back. Juan Rodan killed him before he could get to Hagler. But the bottom line was his mother was always at fights, standing up on the ring, summoning up on the ring, going crazy and acting a fool and this, that. Something, you know, just supporting her, just supporting her kids. So I give her all kinds of props. And I give Mama Charlo all kinds of props. Of course, 30 you know, now, 22 KOs, a TKO and seven over Dennis Hogan. Hogan, of course, the. Uh, 28-3 now, a draw on seven KOs. That fight he had with uh, Jaime Munguia about six, four or five months ago, the then WBO, 154-pound champion, well, that should have mandated an immediate rematch in my mind. And, of course, the WBO is a sponsor of the show, and if they drop me, what can I say? But I'm going to just call them out on this one, okay? The bottom line is Mr. Hogan should have got a rematch or should have been put in position to fight for that title again. Instead, he had to go up seven, uh, six pounds, to a bigger weight division, fight a guy that was big to begin with at 160. When Charlo was in at 160, he probably steps into that ring probably close to 180. I mean, he's a big, big dude. He's a big middleweight, big body middleweight, okay? Mr. Hogan, maybe like a welter, big welterweight body, a junior middleweight at the most, okay? When you fight out of your weight class, things happen, except for Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz, hmm, what can I say? Andy Ruiz. Bottom line is at the end of the day, Charlo, of course, looking, looking good on this. I think he's moving up on the pound-for-pound list. I really do. I mean, I wasn't a big Charlo fan. I'm not the biggest Charlo fan in the world, but I really think that the kid's improving. He's got good hands. He gets good skills. And as far as his um, vitamin intake, I'm, that's that's my only concern. What do I mean? What are you talking about? What do you about? What vitamin intake? What do you Flintstone vitamins? I think he might. You know, he's one of those guys that doesn't want to take the steroid test. So if you don't want to take the steroid test, you sort of leave me to suspect you are on Flintstone vitamins. And that's what I call antibiotic steroids, performance enhancing drugs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? Bottom line is we don't know. If the Charlo brothers aren't being tested, if they don't want to be tested, you know, that's, that's that, to me, that's, that's, that's another indictment of boxing. I mean, I think you, I, bottom line is, you know, all the, listen, this is combat sports. This is not tennis. This is not badminton. This is not golf. This isn't swimming. Okay, this is combat sports. People are trying to hurt each other. And if you allow people to hurt each other, um, there's got to be some rules. There's got to be some restrictions. You just can't go out and, 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 and kill somebody. Okay, but if you have steroids or you're on steroids, you're on performance enhancing drugs, and you got tired and you're supposed to lose, but instead you're like, they're like Superman. You're all full of energy and this and that, and you've recovered faster than you can imagine. I mean, remember this. 
When I suspected Manny Paco being on steroids a few years ago, remember when he used to sit, sit down on the stool? <sighs> He'd be breathing like an asthmatic, right? Ten seconds later, 15 seconds later, Manny's like, calm, can you hand me the water, please? Can you hand me the water? And nobody recovers that fast. You don't recover that fast unless you've got some performance-enhancing uh, AIDS. That's what put it to you like that. That's why I always suspected Manny Pacquiao being on performance-enhancing drugs. But December 21st, the other Charlo brother, Jermel. There's Jermall, who fought last night with an A, and there's Jermel, who's going to fight December 21st. Of course, he's the once-beaten fighter, and he's going to fight for the WBC junior middleweight title against tough Tony Harrison. Tony Harrison comes to us from Motown, Detroit. Rough dude, street dude. Manuel Stewart told me he was the roughest dude in the gym. This was like three or four years ago. Man, that Tony Harrison's one meme. I don't want to use the word that Manny used, but he, he, he basically described him as an incredibly tough dude. A tough, tough, a guy you could strike. Like, hey, put it this way. Tony Harrison, you could strike a match on his chest and light it up. You know where I'm coming from? That's how tough he is. Charlo, I don't think he's that tough. I think he will fold again. Of course, Charlo lost the WBC junior middleweight title in their previous fight to Tony Harrison. They were supposed to do this about two months ago. Harrison got hurt. He'll be back. He'll be 100%. This will be probably the fight. This will be a—I think, listen, there is so much hatred, so much animosity here that nothing can go wrong. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Nothing can go wrong. This is going to be a great fight in a way, no matter where it goes. There's just so much bad blood in the water here. Tony Harrison and, of course, uh, the other Charlo, Jamel Charlo, going December 21st on TV. Fox and Fox Sports. So on Fox, the regular network, and Fox Report, this bottom line is they're coming to you from Ontario, California, and the Toyota Arena. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make that 36-plus years now. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Speaking of MMA, Alistair Overwood. Another steroid guy. Steroids and MMA? No, come on, Pedro. You're kidding. Bottom line is, Alistair Overroy, of course, uh, Overeem, excuse me, the former Strike Force champion. Of, uh, remember, he was down there in San Jose for years working for, for Mr. Coker and uh, Scott Coker, now the president of uh, Bellator MMA. Anyway, Alistair Overeem, back in the USC, got drilled last night by a guy named Jasaro Rosenkrook. Just put it to you like that. Got knocked it on the fifth round. Not a good guy when it comes to taking punches. Over, over him, didn't take too well. A monster. One of those guys that you know he was on steroids. He was built like Dominic. He was built like me. He was thin. He was small. Okay, and then all of a sudden, he's like 240 pounds. Coincidence? Hell no. Performance-sensing drugs, a.k.a. anabolic steroids. Victor Conti, that kind of stuff. You know, Balco. Bottom line, Barry Bonds. Need I say any more? You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, iTunes, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com. I keep going, but the bottom line is you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. If you didn't know it then, you know it now. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. 
Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest price prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You're irritating me now. Annie Louise is irritating me. Annie Louise has irritated me to no end. I mean, first of all, showing up for the first fight with Anthony Joshua and being fat and out of shape, you know, and pulling off the upset. I said to myself, man, that's got to motivate a guy to want to be better. You've got to want to be better. You just pulled off the upset of the century thus far in the 21st century when it comes to the world of boxing, okay? So you pull off this huge upset. I mean, you want to do better. You've got to want to improve. But he didn't want to. Either he was either he intentionally tanked this fight or he has psychological issues. Or what, which one was it? Because you can't show up that 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 out of shape. You just can't. You can't show up looking like Rosie O'Donnell. You can't do that. I mean, I mean, come on. He didn't look great to begin with. But the bottom line is, you don't gain 15 more pounds. And if he came into 15 pounds, 15 pounds heavier, 
That means he came down from an incredible amount of weight after training for six weeks. He trained six weeks, so he had to figure somewhere around 335, 340. At the end of the day, he should be arrested for impersonating a heavyweight fighter. I hope, I hope his check bounces. I really, really hope to God his check bounces. Some other fights that happened on the weekend, of course, uh, going up going up north. Didn't, that didn't work out too well for two former champions up there north, of course, on the Lemieux undercard that was in Canada. Uh, Samuel Peter, remember him? He was a former WBC heavyweight title holder just for a minute, about five, six, seven years ago. And WBO heavyweight title holder Sergey Lekovic, of course, both were knocked out like Quick style, unbeaten heavyweight. Oh, here we go, those names again. Arsla Beck, Makamunov, uh, 10 0 now, 10 KOs, a first round KO over 39 year old Samuel Peter. Peter drops a 38 9, 31 KOs. Big puncher, but you know, I tried to tell you before, these guys that, that, that punch big, they don't take big. That's just something about that. Something about that. Something about the guys that, that really can punch hard just don't seem to take it that well. The big punchers, Ernie Shavers. I never thought George Foreman took all that great of a shot. People say, Mo Menu. Well, no, no, he just didn't. He was big. He covered up real well. But, you know, Ali exposed him in 1974. He never got over that. You hear George talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But the bottom line is he let Ali sucker him into a fight. He lost. And, hey, you know, of course, George tried to get out. I tried to, I did tell you George tried to flee the country on that one. Yeah, George Foreman cut his eye about three, about two weeks before the scheduled fight. It was supposed to happen earlier in 1974. And he cut his eye, and he says, okay, I'm getting on a plane. So he gets the plane ready at the airport, and President Mobutu, who had the late dictator there in Zaire, Africa, who had, you know, put up like six, seven million bucks to fight, he wasn't letting George get on no plane, man. Uh-uh. Military stopped the plane, took away his passport, said, man, you ain't leaving here. Bottom line is George, of course, had to come back, was knocked out eighth round in the eighth round, lost the World Heavyweight Championship to the greatest fighter of all time when it comes to heavyweight division. and Maybe of all, all time, any division, Muhammad Ali. As I told you, having a personal relationship with him, mm, it's priceless. My friends, they, they can say what they want. They watched him on TV. I hung out with them. I went around the world with them. I mean, it's, it's different. When you go to Spain with somebody, when you, go to, when you go to China a couple different times with somebody, when you get to meet people and you get to hang out with them in Las Vegas, in Atlantic City, in Miami and this and that, all the different places I got to hang out with Ali, it was just like, what can I say? I remember each and every moment. Almost, almost every second I could replay it in my head. Why? It was such a monumental event to hang out with the greatest, and he was the greatest. I'll tell you this one, one Ali story before I, go, uh, before I go on to another subject here. Um, we were flying to China the very first time. Muhammad Ali came back to business to uh, coach class, and I was sitting there hitting on this United Airlines stewardess. Her name was Song Hong. That was her, her Chinese name. Her name was Susan in, real, in, in America, but she was beautiful. So I'm hitting all over this girl, and Ali comes back, and he waves, and he puts his finger. He says, come here. I said, oh, God, what am I doing? What did I do, man, you know? Anyway, so he, put, he says, get your bag. I said, okay. So I got my bag, and he took me up. We walked past some stairs and through a couple of doors. And I said, it looked like we were going to the, the cockpit of the plane where the, where the cabin was, where, where the, plane, where the co- pilot was. But we weren't. We went into this executive cabin. And what happened in the executive cabin? They had beds. I kid you not. They had beds. And that's what he said. That bed's yours. So anyway, I lay down on the bed, and I can't go to sleep. I'm in the same room as Muhammad Ali. Come on, man. This is like the... There's a million things going through my mind. I'm just like, I'm like blown away by this whole experience, okay? So I'm bored. Don't know what to do. Can't go to sleep. I open up the door to the cockpit. There's the three pilots, a pilot, a co-pilot, and and a pilot, a co-pilot, and get this, the navigator were all asleep, all asleep with their heads tilted to one side or another. Looked like somebody had shot them and left the cabin. I was scared to death. I freaked out. Uh, I went in and told Mrs. Ali, Lonnie Ali. What did she say to me? 
Pedro, you're exaggerating. Don't wake me up. Let me go back to sleep. Come on. I'm not exaggerating, Lonnie. They're asleep. They're asleep. Anyway, I finally prod her, almost pull her out of bed forcefully, and get her to uh, go up and look at the cabin. And I open the door, and guess what? All three guys were asleep. So, of course, we called for a cha- a, uh, a flight change, a flight crew change there. Of course, and Mrs. Muhammad Ali took care of business there, but she took control. Lonnie Ali took control, man. But imagine this. You're flying over the Pacific Ocean somewhere, and you've got Chinese pilots flying. I'm not trying to say Asian drivers are bad, but you know they are. I, come on, man. I don't I listen. It's not a stereotype. I was an SF policeman. Some lady ran over my foot in Chinatown. Not in Chinatown. Uh, a couple blocks away from Chinatown on Vallejo Street. But she ran over my foot in front of Central Station. I kid you not. I mean, come on. She uh, happened to be Chinese. Coincidence? No, I don't think so. Anyway, not the greatest drivers in the world. No doubt about that. But airline players, I, they're sleeping. I'd rather have them awake. Anyway, the bottom line is we woke those guys up, they switched crews, and they were disciplined, and we never flew Air China again from that point forward. The entire Ali party went around the world as far as Asia was concerned. We flew Singapore Airlines, the greatest airline in the entire world, no doubt about it. Most beautiful flight attendants, and more importantly, service and service and great, great food. Looking at the boxing schedule, I told you about some of the coming up, upcoming fights. Unbeaten Terrence Crawford, Omaha, Nebraska. Of course, boxing's... Megastar, no doubt about that. Undefeated now, having won titles of 135, 140, and now 147. Considered the premier welterweight because of the fact that maybe Aaron Earl Spence could have been the greatest welterweight going right now. But he's, you know, he's got, got into that car accident. And if you look at him, he's done. Stick a fork in Earl. Listen, I'd be willing to come out of fight, out of retirement, and, and, and being close to Medicare age to fight Earl Spence right now. Because he just, come on, man. The guy got thrown out of a car like at 90 miles an hour. And he survived, okay? And if you look at the mugshot that he took for the Dallas Police Department, of course, he was charged with DUI. But you look at the mugshot and you say to yourself, you know, he ain't coming back. I mean, one eyeball's off. Neurological damage is there. There's no doubt about it. I mean, one eye's looking one way, one eye's looking the other. That usually happens after about 35 or 40 fights. So it doesn't usually happen, but I see it happen with guys that have had a lot of fights. James Page, Shane Mosley, I can go on and on. But, I mean, they're looking at you, and one eye's looking straight at you, and the other eye's cockeyed, sort of like goofy. So you don't which what are, they, are they looking at something else or are they looking at me? Anyway, uh, the bottom line is I think that Earl Spence's damaged goods, undefeated as he is, um, he'll be, he's done. Stick a fork in him. So if I was Crawford, I'd been moving on. Now Crawford's going to fight a guy who's got a last name that's, that's hell to say on the radio, but we'll call him Edgedegis versus Edgedegis Cavalacusas. How about that's pretty close? W.L. welterweight title on the same card. Boxing's biggest star, not a heavyweight or a welterweight. I'm talking about Tiafimo Lopez, undefeated, originally out of Honduras. His family are from Honduras, but he's out of Brooklyn, baby. The Brooklyn Bomber, no doubt about that. Tiafimo Lopez, flashy, uh, looked very good. I mean, you know, he's, he's had issues outside the ring, but I try to tell you that everybody's got issues outside the ring. Boxers are not, boxers are not, they're not baseball players. They're not. They're not. They're not football players. But they're just. They're just different, and the personalities are different. And you know, you're, you're getting a guy to go in there and risk it all, and to get a guy to go in there and risk it all versus going, getting a guy to hit a baseball is a tough, a tough challenge. Terrence Crawford, pound for pound, maybe with the best fighters in the world, WBO welterweight champion. But what's he going to do? What's he really going to do? 
especially after Tiafoma Lopez steals the show here. Of course, Co- Lopez taking on Richard Comey. I think Comey is a once-beaten fighter, <clears throat> the IBF lightweight champion. Of course, I expect Tiafoma Lopez to win going away. That is the December 14th. December 14th also, ESPN Plus is going to go with a light heavyweight quarterfinal, some golden contract tournaments, so they've got fights going on. USC Fight Pass is going to go on uh, December the 15th with Oshakik Foster taking on Alberto Mercado. Those guys are fighting at 130 pounds. December 19th, The Zone. Have you got The Zone? Are you blown if you don't have it yet? Because you could have watched yesterday's fight. Eddie Ramos called me up yesterday. Hey, Pedro, how, how do I watch the fight, man? How do I watch the-? You watch it on your phone. You watch it on your computer. Like for 20 bucks, you can get The Zone and just watch the fight. Because everybody's thinking about it. They thought it was, some of these people thought it was going to be like an old fashioned pay per view. Uh, Closed circuit days because they really haven't wanted to watch a boxing match in a long time, but they wanted to watch Andy Ruiz because Andy Ruiz because of the fact he was the first Mexican heavyweight champion. I mean, he had, he 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 had so much hope and so much potential. Even if he showed up last night and got his ass whooped and got it whooped fairly, I mean, this guy drilled, got knocked out one round. If he went twelve rounds and he gave it his all, you say to yourself, man, he gave it his all. He tried, he came, and he was second best. But he didn't try. He didn't prepare. He who fails to plan is planning to fail. He planned to fail, no doubt about it. Took the money and ran, no doubt about it. The ESPN, of course, uh, going last night with Emmanuel Nafaretti. I believe he is the pound-for-pound MVP of the weekend. Of course, the WBO 122-pound champion. I think in his fourth defense now, defending Francisco Horta in four rounds. So Crawford and Igadis, that's going to go next week. Comey and Teofimo Lopez is going to be ESPN December 14th. Uh, Also on the 15th, USC Fight Pass, I said mentioned that. And the zone coming back on the 19th with Jack Massey and uh, Double R, Richard Rick Pojo. That's going to go down the zone. The zone. Got the zone? Don't have the zone? You're hurting. ESPN Plus coming back, of course, uh, December 21st. Daniel Dubois versus Kayotaro Fuchomo. Those guys are fighting the heavyweights. That means there's a Japanese heavyweight out there. What does that mean? <clears throat> Is he a fat middleweight? Remember, remember the old days when I used to say that a Mexican heavyweight was a fat middleweight? It's true. It's true. I'm except not a fat middleweight, but like a fat cruiserweight. That's what Andy Ruiz is, a fat cruiserweight. But I used to say it in the old days because Mexicans weren't big bone-structured guys. There really weren't too many big Mexicans that could fight in the heavyweight division, be world class. So this guy gets there, and he flops miserably. Why am I keep going back to Andy Ruiz? I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I just am. I can't believe that anybody would, would cast such shame on the family. And the family's not ashamed because they got a Rolls Royce out of this. Daddy got a Rolls. I mean, mommy got all kinds. I mean, remember when he said after the fight, the first fight, now my mom doesn't have to suffer, or doesn't have to um, worry anymore. I thought that was cool. Now, if you went out there and fought for your mom and for what you've done and for, you know, you want to make a better life for her and you want to make a legacy, you want to make your legacy strong. I mean, you want people to remember you not being such a fat pig that gave up the heavyweight championship in the blink of an eye because he gave it up. Six months and six days, he was no longer a champion. What am I trying to tell you? I don't want to ever, 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 ever hear that name again, Andy Ruiz. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. On the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel. Go on December 20th on The Zone as well. We'll talk about this after the break. The return of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, baby.
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Man, we are really doing, showing a whole lot of 70s here. I got to get some new music here. Seriously, we'll get some new new music and come back next week with some, some biggie and that kind of good stuff. We got a whole bunch of stuff here in the vault, but the bottom line is, of course, Cutman is on vacation. Talk about Scott Cuddy, the executive producer here at Scott at Sports Byline. And he's being, fill, he's being filled in by the very capable Dominic Menez, of course. Dominic is like our right hand here. Dominic does everything, including on-air talent. And if you've heard that, that man, that man commercial, man, that's that man grooming commercial. That's the funniest stuff I've heard on radio in a long, long time. Of course, the, the accomplished Dominic Jimenez in the studio here today as our producer. Former WBA heavyweight champion to talk about Alexander Povetkin. They call him Sasha, now 35 and 2, 24 kills. And Mike the Bounty Hunter, ranked in the top 10 as a heavyweight, 18 and 1. Now, Mike the Bounty Hunter, the son of the 
real bounty hunter. Mike the Bounty Hunter fought from 1985 to 1996. I televised one of his fights in Southern California for the Z Channel. He was a winner on that card. And then, of course, I remember went over to China with him. We were in China for the Brawl at the Wall in 1993. Of course, the debut card of professional boxing in the People's Republic of China for the first time since 1949, the Mao Zedong Communist Takeover. Uh, you know, Mike the Bounty Hunter sort of screwed up over there and got hurt and screwed up his knee. I don't know how he blew his knee out, but he blew his knee out in China and he couldn't fight. Of course, that was the same show in which Sir Jabalot, Keith McMurray, a light heavyweight from Northern California, sold his passport to the Chinese mafia for 2500 bucks, And he couldn't get on a plane because he didn't have a passport, right? Ah, no, no, no. Muhammad Ali walked him on the plane in China, walked him through the custom system in China, got him here in the United States, walked him through the custom system in L.A. It was L.A. or Frisco? I forget where it was. L.A. or San Francisco. But he walked him through the custom system here. Nobody, nobody in the world, nobody, especially since 9-11. I don't think, and I don't, maybe Ali couldn't do that now, but Ali was able to do it. Anyway, Dillian White, I understand, was, uh, was on the card this last night, a 27-1. Of course, he is the newly vindicated WBC heavyweight contender. Of course, they said he had anabolic steroids, some so vitamins in the system, not once but twice, but like three or four times. He says, no, 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 no. Anyway, he beat some old guy last night, uh, Machios Mwak. 35 and 6, 19 KOs. Of course, Dillian White now 27 and 1, 18 KOs. Dillian White's one of those, uh, those, those, those trim, trim, trim guys. You know what I mean? He's a fat pig. And the bottom line is another guy that just, you know, just shows up. He got to train, man. He shows up. Of course, he beat this guy last night, 98, 98 93, which is 8 to um, 2 in rounds, one round even. They took back 7, 3, and 1 was one even. Uh, 7 and 2 was one even. And then the 97 93 was 7 rounds of 3 twice on the scorecard. Dillian fight, of course, suspended six months ago. The test was voided due to suspected contamination. In other words, they didn't prove him innocent. They proved that it might have been suspected, it might have been contaminated, the test. I don't know. That doesn't, that's not exoneration in my mind. Bottom line is, he's a cheat, I think, in my opinion. You are tuned in the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. The longest-running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course, hour number one of two, upcoming on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and about a thousand other internet platforms. Hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. Listen, there's a million things you're doing right now, but you listen to this show, so I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Stay tuned for hour number two of Live Ring Talk on Sports Byline. USA Radio News with John Hunt. The Justice Department's internal watchdog will be releasing a highly anticipated report tomorrow that is expected to reject President Donald Trump's claims that the Russia investigation was illegitimate and tainted by political bias from FBI leaders. But also, it's expected to document a number of errors during the investigation that may animate Trump supporters. The report is expected to conclude there was an adequate basis for opening one of the most politically sensitive investigations in FBI history, and one that Trump denounced as a witch hunt. It began in secret during Trump's 2016 presidential run and was ultimately taken over by special counsel Robert Mueller. 
The report comes as Trump faces impeachment inquiries in Congress centered on his efforts to press Ukraine to investigate a political rival. Trump also claims the impeachment investigation is politically biased. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. When I wasn't taking it and I was waiting for my operation, I was feeling uh, very tired. Now I'm driving like 11, 12 hours a day. I told you I managed 15 gas stations. And I have so much energy. I even gave some of my pills for my son. And he said, Dad, this is good. So I like it. I'm healing so fast. It's like amazing. My family is so surprised because my wound, like, uh, closing up and doing so good. So that is working now that I'm starting taking my uh, those fruits and vegetables. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. For a limited time, you can receive a 30% discount and free shipping on your first preferred order of balance of nature. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Rudy Giuliani may have some dirt to share with the impeachment committee. Wendy King reports. Rudy Giuliani has had a series of meetings in Ukraine as part of a bid to keep digging for dirt on Joe Biden and his son, even as House Democrats draw up articles of impeachment. Now the president says Giuliani may have some new information he's eager to testify to. Rudy, as you know, has been one of the great crime fighters of the last 50 years. And he did get back from Europe just recently. And I know he has not told me what he's found. But I think he wants to go before Congress and say, and also to the Attorney General and the Department of Justice, I hear he's found plenty. The state of New York is moving ahead with a law that will raise the minimum wage to $15 statewide on New Year's Eve. Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo's budget director said several studies show New York's gradual increase in the minimum wage has not caused a loss in jobs. This is USA Radio News. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Congress is nearing a deal on paid parental leave for federal employees. It's a significant development for government workers, but one that highlights the disparity with most American workers who still are not given paid leave. The agreement would give 2.1 million non-military federal workers 12 weeks of paid leave to care for a newborn or adopted child or to care for a family member. The bill would become the first time the federal government has guaranteed civilian employees access to paid parental leave. The U.S. winter flu season is off to its earliest start in more than 15 years. An early barrage of illness in the South has begun to spread more broadly, and there's a decent chance flu season could peak much earlier than normal. According to Scott Epperson from the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, it really depends on what viruses are circulating. There's not a predictable trend if it's going to be early or more severe. The virus that is out now is generally not as dangerous to older people, which is good news if you're over 50, since most flu hospitalizations and deaths in the winter occur in the elderly. However, such viruses can be harder on children and people younger. 
than 50. The agency estimated that there have already been 1.7 million flu illnesses, 16,000 hospitalizations, and over 900 flu-related deaths nationally. Remember, you can listen online anytime at usaradio.com. For USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for the business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into combat sports. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history, Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide, coming to you from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California, absolutely the world's most beautiful city. Why? Because I was born here. No, it is. People come here from all over the world and say to me, you live in San Francisco? No, I don't. I couldn't afford to live here, folks. It's like 7000 bucks a month for a house. I kid you not. An apartment, four grand. 4000 bucks in San Francisco. Why am I talking about San Francisco? Because we are alive to come to you from the... Fisherman's Wharf area of the city, by the way, San Francisco, California. We were, of course, hours removed from the World Heavyweight Championship changing hands. It was sort of like changing hands is a good way to put it. It was, it was handed from one guy to another. The guy didn't have to fight for it. I'm talking about Anthony Joshua. He just, like, showed up, and Andy we said, listen, man, I'm going to give you this title. Of course, I've been partying, like, three or four months, you know. The bottom line is I've been partying. I'm a big, fat dude, and I'll just give you back the title. So the boxing establishment went along with that. In fact, if had the boxing establishment been, like, straight up about this, they would have said, you know what, we can't put this fight on. This guy's not prepared. He's not conditioned. He's not ready to fight. He's not. I mean, Andy Ruiz wasn't ready to do anything last night except maybe win a lookalike contest with the aforementioned Rosie O'Donnell. Outside of that, not going to win no fights. And now, of course, we have this heavyweight dilemma. We've got some guys on the top. Joshua's, of course, one of the guys at the top, 23 and 1, 22 KOs. Got undefeated Tyson Fury. And, of course, you've got also Deontay Wilder. Wilder, of course, a big puncher out of uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Is it Omaha? No, no, no. Uh, Mobile, Alabama. Bronze medalist in 2008. Of course, a bronze bomber. A late comer to boxing, 41-0, 40 knockouts, 39 knockouts, something like that. Of course, he's a big puncher, knocking out Luis Ortiz with that one punch. And when he knocked out Ortiz a fortnight ago with that punch to the face... Usually don't knock guys out to the face. That's how hard he hit him. He knocked him out to the face. He hit guys on the chin, they go. But he just he discombobulated, discombobulated Ortiz with a shot, I kid you not, to the face. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network. Ring Talk live worldwide returns after the break. Yeah. 
28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571-800-430-9571-800-430-9571. That's 800-430-9571. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. They're really rocking in Boston. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Everyone says, I wish I was in your shoe, I wish I was in your shoe. The people, the hundreds of people that wish they were in my shoe don't know the That's tenth right. of it. If they were in my shoe, they would cry like babies. A lot of pressure being a heavyweight champion. Obviously, the pressure that Andy Ruiz or Auntie Louise couldn't handle. The bottom line is, 
when Muhammad Ali uh, and Larry Merchant got together after Mike Tyson won the title at the Las Vegas Hilton in 1987, November of 1987, um, they were talking. I remember was, I was waiting for you know I was waiting for Larry. I was waiting to talk to Larry, and, and Ali walked up, and Larry and him had a couple of words, and and Larry, you know, I said, so what did Ali say? What did Ali say? Because you know, I want to know what Ali said. So he said, Larry says, you know, he said, well, he won the title. Let's see how long he can hold it. Of course, Mike Tyson lasted. Two years as heavyweight champion, of course, lost in March of 1990, the February, the, the meltdown in 1990, of course, February of 1990 to James Buster Douglas, a 39 to one underdog, 39 to one underdog, of course, the meltdown in Japan. So Sammy, Sammy P out of Chandler, Arizona, shoots me this text. It says, of course, the text line is happening. You want to shoot me a text, you can. The number, 1-415-275-1613. The studio text line, once again, 1-415-275-1613. I agree with your assessment of the Ruiz performance and Joshua as well. It was pathetic. No, Joshua did what he had to do. Anthony Joshua came to box. He came to win a 12-round decision on points. He didn't risk anything. He didn't, he didn't step in. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't risk it. I mean, listen. There was a, I thought there was a point there where he maybe wanted to go there and wanted to go for it, but they kept telling him, you know, just fight safely, just fight safely. Because when he fought recklessly last time and he brought his chin to Andy Ruiz, that's what happened, is that, is that Joshua, this big six-foot-seven-inch guy, he brought his chin to Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz hit him on the chin, and that was it. This time, he did not bring his chin, okay? So as far as his heavyweight division is concerned, and Sammy says, um, where's it headed? Who is the premier heavyweight right now in the world? Of course, as I said, the aforementioned Tyson Fury out of the U.K. Was he 28-0 with a draw? The linear world heavyweight champion, of course, coming off that cut and now doing the WWE activities as far as uh, wrestling is concerned. So he's supposed to fight, according to Bob Arum, he and Wilder could go again in February, as early as February. But after that cut, I saw, I don't think so. Then, wait a minute, so then I go back to Hector Martinez, the the former manager of Roberto Duran, pretty outstanding amateur as well, and he said to me, "You know, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter with that cut with Tyson Fury. It can open up after after a year. It's scar tissue. It can open up at any time. So my why is might as well go now while the money's happening. He's got a point there, no doubt about that. So Fury and Wilder possibly going in February or March, and of course the winner of that fight would take on Anthony Joshua. I mean, is Joshua going to go anywhere? Joshua's probably going to take on Oleg Usyk." the former WBO and undisputed cruiserweight champion. When I say cruiserweight, I mean 200 pounds. Of course, he's a monster moving up in weight. And I think this is where he's making a big mistake. This is where Anthony Joshua is making a big mistake. He doesn't want to get small guys, smaller guys. Yeah, not really smaller. Maybe a little physically as far as his body's concerned because he hasn't got that really true heavyweight, heavyweight body. He's not a 240-pounder, okay? But Ulek Usek can fight, and he can punch, and he's relentless, and he knows how to slide. He knows how to slide. This is a big guy. This ain't a big, stupid guy. He can slide. And when you can slide in punches and slide away from punches, I think he's got a hell of a chance of beating Anthony Joshua. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say that the former cruiserweight champion of the world will step up and wait and knock out Anthony Joshua and win the world heavyweight champion in Joshua's next fight. So you can write Joshua off, not now, but after his next fight. Yuri Gambo, remember him? Time to write him off a long time ago, man. He was like an outstanding featherweight coming to us, of course, from the island of Cuba. I mean, won some uh, Olympic amateur titles. I mean, he was a stud. And then, of course, he defected not once but twice. Remember I told you about the first time he defected? He defected to Brazil. And he was in Brazil. He defected from Cuba. And he ran up this hotel bill of like 15 grand because he kept waiting for these people to send him some money. These sponsors, the American sponsors, were supposed to send him some money while he was hanging out in exile and in, in Brazil. Well, the people at the Holiday Inn or whatever got ticked off. Said, man, you owe us like 10 grand. So they, they shipped him off back to Cuba. So anyway, Castro... 
because he was a good fighter, decided, you know, he was going to put him back on the Olympic team. So he went back on the, the national team and he went off. And he, this time he defected. He defected successfully. Yuri Gamboa now 30 and 2, 30, take that back, 37 years old. And of course, at two fights, he was knocked out in both fights, but 37 years old. That's long in the tooth. But he's going back to, uh, I guess, a decent weight for him, 135 pounds considering his age. But the guy he's taking on, the tank, a kid with all kinds of talent, Tattoo City, baby, but all kinds of talent, 22-0, and 21 KOs, Javante Davis. They call him the tank. Of course, I haven't been impressed with him for the most part because he's one of those guys that doesn't give 100%. In other words, you can see that he's got – Fabulous skills. I mean, he turned pro in 2013. What's he now? Like 22, and I said 22, 20, 21 racks out of 22 fights. Okay, one guy going the, going the route. But he's got incredible skills. He punches well. He goes to the body. He can. He's a decent fighter defensively. But I think he's another one of those guys that, for the most part, wasn't putting 100% in the gym. And when guys don't put in 100%, you know, well, take that back. He was putting in 90%. So I want to give him props for putting in 90% because Andy Ruiz or Andy Ruiz probably put in 5%. I partied for three months, man. I, I'm sorry, I partied. Well, if you party for three months, you train for two months, how much did you weigh, you fat slob, when you started training? 350 pounds, 330 pounds? He had to weigh 330. Had to be 330. I mean, just from a from 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 just estimating. Come on, man. The guy trained six weeks. He's going to lose some weight, right? Going to lose some weight? Yeah. So he comes down to three, 283. 283 pounds for a heavyweight championship fight. And I wanted to go to the... The record books, I tried to bring in Sin City Richie, our, our historian, and tried to get a hold of him regarding the heaviest a champion has ever defended his title at. And I have a feeling that's going to be the heaviest ever for any heavyweight champion of all time, 283 pounds. And guess what? 50 of it was gut. Bottom line is the end of the day, Andy Ruiz, Auntie Louise, mm, not my favorite guy. Yuri Gamboa, as I said, take it on Anthony Davis, our Javante uh, Davis. Javante Davis is the real deal, as I said. This probably is going to go... Out inside the distance. You know, Gamboa's lost twice before to Crawford and somebody else, but he lost because of getting knocked out. He doesn't take both to the chin. And this guy can punch. He can whack. He's relentless. He's strong. He's young. You know, he's got he's, he's 22 fights, man. And he's, you know, he's only 25 years old. He's only 20. He just turned 25, did Gervonta Davis. So I, I expect big things out of him. Of course, he is the future of boxing. And you really want to look at boxing right now as people like the Charlo brothers. Okay, I'm, I'm upset with the, the steroid test, but the Charlo brothers. And Emmanuel Navarrete who performed last night, of course, pound for pound, maybe one of the best fighters in the world. Of course, the best fighter, I think, out of Mexico. How can I say that when Canelo Alvarez has a $375 million contract with his own? Because that's the way I feel. I just think that, I think that, that right now, Emmanuel Navarrete is just hot. He's like firecracker hot, man. Like, he just, he just is. And if you put him in there with anybody at 122, he takes care of him. The next challenge for him will probably be at 126 pounds. But he needs to clean up 122. He's got a couple of champions and other sanctioned bodies. He can fight those guys, make a name for himself. And, of course, as I said, last night, a sold-out auditorium in Pueblo, Mexico. Way to go. Arriba for my man. I'm talking about Emmanuel Navarrete. Pound for pound, one of the best fighters in the world. And, of course... I discovered him, I think it was on YouTube. Somebody said to me, somebody sent me a little text or an email. I said, look this up, look this up, watch this guy. He was like like a baby. He had lost one fight. It's no big thing. We watch this fight, man. Watch this guy fight. And you can't come away without being impressed. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing. And, of course, this is the Sunday edition 
Saturday, we are at 11 a.m. Pacific time for an hour, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and like a thousand other internet platforms. And of course, <clears throat> Sunday we come back. This is the Sunday edition, two hours of Ring Talk Live Worldwide as well. Starts at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Of course, Larry Merchant was supposed to be with us today. Something came up at the last minute, so Larry gets a pass. He won't be with us. But next week, the Godfather will return to his slot. And hour number one, of course, Larry Merchant, retired HBO Godfather, going to be 90 years old on his next birthday. Nine years old in March of 2020. I kid you not. And you guess what? He still drives. I was with him a few months ago. We're cruising around, you know, cruising around um, Santa Monica. And he drives. He parallel parks. <clears throat> he parks better than me. He does it on the first. He does it on the first attempt. He like slides his car. Not, he, doesn't, he doesn't have one of those cars with the cameras either. It's just an old car. He just slides right in the parking space. What am I trying to tell you? You can age gracefully. And Larry Merchant is a classic example, that, a great example of it. Nine years old, still rides a bike, was doing road work up until a couple years ago. He, I tell you, he skied up until I think he was 79 or 80. Skied. Downhill skiing. I kid you not. The man's in shape. He's an animal. He's an animal. Oh, man, he's just a little little tiny guy behind the microphone talking smack with boxes. Hell no. He's an animal. Anybody that can ski at the age of 80 years old, downhill, like skiing, flying, they're the man. Larry Merchant's the man. You are tuned to Rink Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio. We'll switch gears and bring in the USC after the break. You are tuned to Rink Talk Live, baby, on Sports Byline. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Imagine this is your money. 
and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money, and guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show. Free to get ready now, go cat, go, but don't. And the big fight is coming up. Ali and Frazier, Muhammad Ali. I call him Muhammad Ali because that's what he wants. Oh, yeah, he's a big dude and he hits hard, you know. I'll call him what he wants. But uh, it's good that he's being allowed to work again. As you know, he couldn't work for three years. Uh, of course, he had a strange job beating people up. But that was his, you know, his right. He could have that job. Government wanted him to change jobs. Government wanted him to kill people. He thought it over and he said, no, that's where I draw the line. Uh, I'll beat him up and I don't want to kill him. And the government told him, well, if you won't kill him, we won't let you beat him up. And it was all because he didn't want to go to Vietnam, and now we're getting out of Vietnam through Laos and Cambodia. But it's got to be the long way. We've got to go through China and Russia to get out that way. What are we going to tell them? We'll only be here a short time. Just looking for a trail. Well, maybe they'll go for it. I don't know. Of course, we're only there in Southeast Asia for one reason, to free the people so they can have industry. Isn't that what we do everywhere, I think? We kind of free people and then lay a little industry on them so they can have all the benefits of industry that we have. (coughs) Oh, beautiful for smoggy skies, insecticided grain, for strip-mined mountains, majesty above the asphalt plain. America, America, man sheds his waste on thee and hides the pines with billboard signs from sea to oily sea. The great George Carlin, folks, of course, the subject there, Muhammad Ali's refusal to go to the Vietnam back in 1967. Of course, they took away his license for three years. Yeah, that's right. You can't beat people up but you can go kill him. And they didn't want Ali to kill people. They wanted Ali to use him as a a symbol. You know, Ali said, you're not going to use me as a guy to lead other young men to slaughter. Remember, 58,000 people, both men and women, Americans died in that war in Vietnam. We never figured out why it got started. I mean, people say it was the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Well, that was staged. So we really don't know what happened. It's sort of like the weapons of mass destruction we never found in Iraq. Back to the world of combat sports. UFC 245, rocking and rolling December 14th from the T-Mobile Arena. Las Vegas, Nevada, of course. 
Uh, Kamir Usman, undefeated. Guy can fight. He's a welterweight champion. He is a real deal. I mean, he just is. He's like just um, incredible. Take it back. He's 15 and 1. He's an incredible fighter. They call him the Nigerian nightmare. He really is. He's um, got a rest, good wrestling base, but he strikes well. He knocks people out. Six knockouts, of course, in those 16 wins. Um, he is an incredible fighter. He really is. He is a champion at 170 pounds. Of course, that was the vision once held by uh, the iconic Georges St. Pierre of Canada. Anyway, he's taking on Donald Trump's guy. Double C, Kobe Covington. Covington's got a great record as well. Uh, 15 and 1. I mean, he's the real deal. I mean, he can fight. And, you know, he's got five by submission, a couple by knockout, eight by decision. So I guess he likes to go to the scorecards. He's from Oregon State University originally, and he is a NCAA Division One wrestling guy. So, you know, he, he's got the good wrestling base as well. So we've got two wrestlers going against each other. But I sort of like Usman because of the fact that, you know, Usman strikes better. And, you know, Mr. Covington has come out and said some somewhat controversial things. I'm not going to get into it. But the bottom line is the kid from Clovis, California, of course, wrestled at Thurston High School in Oregon. Not my favorite guy. I hear him talking a lot of smack. The bottom line is I don't think he's of the John Jones um, uh, abilities. And, of course, John Jones, you got to question his ability overall because of the fact that he's had the couple of steroids, you know, pops on him. He popped once for steroids, popped once for cocaine, and I have no problem with the cocaine pop. I have, why can you say that? You're an ex-cop. Come on. I got no problem with the cocaine pop. You can do the blow. You can do what you want. Okay, don't do performance enhancing drugs. This is combat sports. If you want to do something detrimental, yeah, you can do it. Okay, but you want to do something that's going to give you some type of advantage uh, in combat sports, I'm not for it. I'm not for it because, you know, when I sat down on that stool, I had 60 seconds to get my breath back, get my wind back, bring myself back. So I talk to myself, you know, slow yourself down, slow your breathing down. And the trainer's talking to you, trying to give you instructions. You ain't listen to that guy, man. You're listening to yourself, trying to get your get your cardio in together, okay? Well, you know, you take anabolic steroids or HGH or any of that kind of good stuff, and guess what? You can recover in 15 to 20 seconds. At the end of the day, combat sports, there is no room for anabolic steroids in combat sports. Baseball, I had a problem with Barry Bonds. Of course, him, him hitting all those home runs. The world record holder, the baseball, Major League Baseball record, home run record, of course, broke the, the record of Hank Aaron and Willie Mays and those guys. So, And he went on to win, like, you know, accolades, incredible accolades. But he, he did it cheating. He did it on steroids. I mean, they found the, the steroid prescriptions and all the recommendations and how, how his uh, dosage was supposed to be. And they found him in the, in the garbage cans at Balco Labs down there in, in uh, Redwood City, California. That's where Victor Conti, I think he's still headquartered down there. He had like a little warehouse. But the bottom line is they were cheating. They cheated in the 2000 Olympics with Marion Marian Brown, that, that, that track star. She stole all those gold medals. She stole them cheating. Victor Conti perpetrated an even bigger fraud in the American public or the world at large when he drugged all those athletes and put them in there. And what he did was he sent them in with a steroid called the clear and the cream, and neither were detectable yet. The clear, what can I say, speaks for itself. The cream, they rubbed it on their, if they were males, they rubbed it on their testicles. Doesn't sound like doesn't sound like fun stuff to me. Also, in that same card with Cameron Usman and Kobe Covington, of course, that is for the World Welterweight Championship, 170 pounds of the UFC. The 145 pound champion, Max Holloway, coming to us, of course, from the 50th state, Honolulu, Hawaii. The real deal, baby. If ever there was a monster in a cage, it is Max Holloway. I kid you not. He's destroyed guys. I mean. <sighs> Jose Aldo, Scarface. Scarface was considered like one of the greatest fighters of all time. But guess what happened? 
Along came Max. Max is the real deal. The world featherweight champion, 145 pounds. Of course, coming off that win over Frank Yedger, it was a unanimous nod. Last way, last time UFC 240, uh, UFC 240, July 27, 2019. Before that, he lost in a bid to become the lightweight champion at 155 pounds. And I tried to tell you, there's all kinds of difference between 145 and 155. The 10 pounds is astronomical, astronomical for an athlete moving up or coming down. But Holloway versus took on Dustin Poirier and got dusted over five rounds. But before that, you go down Max Holloway's record. Before that, he beat Brian Ortega on a doctor stoppage. I mean, that was that was ugly. In fact, the referee, Yves Levine, he should have been arrested for impersonating a referee that night. The corner man, those guys didn't take care of him. Talk about Brian Ortega. Mm. And neither did the ringside doctor. What was he thinking? This guy's b- spilling blood cells out on the canvas, and everybody's going, uh, brain cells, and everybody's saying, oh, you know, no big thing. Yeah, it was a big thing. I'm looking for the Korean zombie to probably smoke Brian Ortega, and Brian Ortega's a better fighter when they clash on in December. That's going to be in Korea. We'll get to that in just a minute. Jose Aldo, he beat him not once but twice. Talk about Max Holloway. Beat Anthony Pettis. Beat Anthony Pettis. Of course, Anthony Pettis knocked him out with a, bo- a body shot. It was a kick to the body. Boom! And then somebody, I mean, he's a real deal, man. Anthony, you know, he's a real deal. But you don't beat Anthony Pettis. You don't smoke Pettis. Pettis was a former lightweight champion. Before that, he beat Ricardo Yamas, Jeremy Stevens before that, Charles Oliveira, Cub Swanson, Cole Miller. I mean, there's just some names on the resume here of um, Mr. Max Holloway. Of course, he did lose to a unanimous nod in three rounds to Conor McGregor. Of course, so it was back in 2013. They like to do it again. Of course, anybody wants to fight with Conor McGregor. In fact, Conor's coming back at 170 pounds. Probably not a good weight for him, but he's... He's a lazy guy. He likes to smoke cigars. He likes to drink booze. He's an alcoholic, maybe. Uh, maybe. Irish guy and alcoholic. Come on. Don't. I'm not trying to do stereotypes there, but, you know, the guy's been popped for being drunk a couple more than once. Anyway, slurring his words. Anyway, Conor McGregor, a hot fighter at one point in time. At this point in time, I think he's sort of like old news. Yeah, he can probably come back and draw, but, man, you know, after what Khabib did them, Khabib, listen, if they were gay lovers, Khabib would have been arrested that night for domestic violence. I mean, Khabib destroyed him. Just destroyed him. And guess what? He destroyed the entire Conor McGregor franchise, in my mind. It's over. There's nothing. Listen, you got destroyed like that. You're the champion at 155. You get beat up like that. Guess what? You're no longer champion. So you go over to, uh, you go, you uh, try to your foray in the world of boxing. That got you some money. And also makes you soft in the belly. That's why you're fighting at 155, now 175. He fought at 155, that lightweight champion. Of course, he beat Eddie Alvarez at 145. He beat Jose Aldo, the aforementioned Jose Aldo. Scarface out of Brazil won the original gangsters, of course, at 145 from uh, from down under. And But, you know, since then, not a whole lot. Anyway, Conor McGregor been off a while. Conor deserves... A good fight. He's going to come back against the Cowboy, Donald Cerrone. This is going to go down in 2020. Now, am I a big Conor McGregor fan? No. I mean, he's been off since when? When was the last time he fought? 2018. Take to about October 2018. Before that, it was November 2016. I mean, you know, so he's taken a couple years off and a year off here and there. He's not getting any younger. He's going to mix it up with a journeyman fighter. And when I say German, he's lost his last two fights. He's calling out a guy that lost his last two fights. That would be like me calling out the janitor here, and she's female. I'm serious. And we, that's the best. And you know, you want to fight? I mean, come on. Donald Cerrone, capable fighter. I mean, not trying to say he can't pull off the win. What I'm trying to tell you is that he's 36 and 13. He's lost two in a row. He's not going to win this one unless Conor shows up at 170 pounds and not ready to bottle. 
21 and 4 as Conor McGregor. If he's not ready, if he's not 100%, Donald Cerrone will probably take him to school. You have to pack your lunch in order to battle with Cerrone. No doubt about it. You better pack your lunch. But guess what? Donald Cerrone, as I said, on the downside, they picked a perfect fighter for the downside. UFC 246, January 18th, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada, in the main event. Conor McGregor, a five-round fight against Donald Cerrone. Now, what do I think is going to happen here? I think if it gets taken into the later rounds, guess what? Conor's going to lose again. Conor got no win, baby. He got no cardio. Got no win, got no cardio. Donald Cerrone, I don't know if he can go five rounds, but if you can get him into the fourth or fifth round, Cerrone's got a chance there. You are tuning to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of combat sports, boxing, and mixed martial arts. Of course, my name is Pedro Fernandez. There's a million things you've been doing right now in the entire world. The fact you listen to this show, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Open phone lines around the planet. You can join me on the tour for you if you'd like. 1-800-878-7529. The toll-free listener line, 1-800-878-7529. Or, or the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. The text number, 1-415-275-1613. That's 1-415-275-1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk live on Sports Byline. If we could start anew, I wouldn't hesitate. I'd gladly take you. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? 
then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest price. Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That's Scott Cuddy's voice. He's on vacation. What's he doing here? Bottom line is Cutman's on vacation for a couple of weeks, of course, kicking it somewhere like in Hawaii. Can you know, he went, like, took his cruise, going to go to Hawaii. More power to the Cutman. We know he needs to de-stress because we put we put him through some some crazy changes here because he's, he's a man. You, go, you got a problem here at Sports Byline? You go to him. The bottom line is he gets it done. I'm talking about the cut man, Scott Cuddy, on vacation. Been my producer now for 12 years. I'll never forget the first night he came in, and uh, we were, like, working down the street at, at Q2 headquarters or something like down on, on, down on Vallejo Street. And I remember the first, the first night he came in, he says, you know, a boxing show? And then, boom! Man, we just blew up in his face. He couldn't believe it because it was just going too fast for him. He said, man, I haven't seen a show move this quick in a long, long time. Bottom line is the show does rock. Back in 1974, I talked about it a little earlier. It was the rumble in the jungle. Of course, I'm talking about Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. I talk about President Mobutu, of course, of Zaire, Africa, putting up $6.5 million for the fight. Don King went and—Don King's a slick dude. I mean, people, people, people don't realize how smart he is, what kind of a genius he is. I told you about his time in the penitentiary when he got, went to the pen. He read every book in the library. I'm talking about the cookbooks, the, the maps— the, the the everything everything you name it he read it he read every pamphlet every book in the entire Ohio State Penitentiary Library he did he went read everything uh, poetry you name it and that's why you can quote everything he's a man's a genius no doubt about that of course the school of hard knocks but he put together this fight in 1974 Ali and Foreman of course Ali coming back trying to win the heavyweight championship George Foreman a prohibitive uh, favorite. I mean, he was knocking out everybody. He knocked out Joe Frazier not once but twice. I mean, knocked Joe Frazier out so bad the first time. It was like, he, God, he hit Joe on the back of the head. And that was pretty crazy. But at the end of the day, George Foreman and Muhammad Ali are going to hook it up for six and a half million bucks. Of course, that was the purse that was, was going to be divided between the two guys. Don King didn't have that kind of money. He went to Mabutu. He got the money after signing those two guys, and the fight went down. After eight rounds, the World Heavyweight Championship changed hands, and here we have the post-fight interview with Muhammad Ali and my buddy Howard Cosell. The heavyweight champion of the world, Muhammad Ali, in the wake of his stunning victory over George Foreman on Tuesday night passed in Zaire. And Muhammad, the first question has to be, cutting through all the speculation. What are you going to do now? Will you fight again? If so, against whom? Or will you retire? Yes, Howard, I've made mention that I would like to retire. And I've been thinking about it. Uh, My title was taken a couple of times, but I've been defeated in the ring. And 
Uh, just to give it right back like that, I don't think would be fair to my fans, nor the boxer, nor myself. So I think I'm going to hang around and haunt the game a little while and hold my title for a while, take on all challenges, but I must have at least a four or five month rest. Well, what does that mean? Will your next opponent be George Foreman or Joe Frazier? Try to be definite. Well, it's up to my managers. Uh, Herbert Muhammad, he's negotiating now with uh, people who represent Frazier and Foreman and uh, a few more people too. As you know, I don't duck nobody. My license was given to me after three and a half years layoff. We fought Jerry Quarry, number one contender, jumped right on Oscar Bonavina, fought Frazier right after that, fought 10 fights. Fought, fought him again, fought Norton twice, gave him a shot of nobody, broke my jaw, came back and beat him, went and fought George Foreman. So we don't have to make no commitments, so we're not ducking, we don't have to prove nothing. I think I deserve uh, a chance to rest for a few months before we make an announcement, and when we do, it will be one that the public will be satisfied with. Well, I think you're right about that. You do deserve that rest, champ. But quite frankly, have you been offered a $10 million personal guarantee by either the government of Kuwait or Iran? No, I cannot mention no countries. Why not? And I cannot mention the countries because I told the promoters of those countries that I wouldn't. And uh, so that's that, then just that easy. And I don't have to uh, explain nothing. I proved that I'm the greatest fighter of all times. And uh, you don't see a scratch on my face. I just fought your big, bad, powerful George Bowman. I'm not ducking nobody. And I can set him boast and say, you don't have a man on this earth to prove to be my worth. So I pick him and do him when I want him. And I'm not frightening nobody. And you know that by now, I'm sure, after the, seeing the results of the last fight. Okay. I want to take you back in relationship to the fight against Foreman. I want to take you back to March 8, 1971. Madison Square Garden, the eighth round. Look at this footage. You're playing that game against the ropes. And Joe Frazier is trying to belabor you. After that first fight, Muhammad, remember you told me, Howard, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I was clowning. Yet you used exactly the same tactic against George Foreman. And it worked. How do you explain first your use of the tactic and why it worked against Foreman when it wouldn't against Frazier? Well, number one, I'd say that I was forced to do that because I was off for three and a half years. I was a little stunned, off and on in the fight, he stunned me. From there, and this is what happened. I figured if he got me on the ropes and he threw some stuff that was a little too powerful, if he was better than I thought he was, I would have gotten off the ropes. But I didn't have to do that because I was right. He didn't hit that hard, and he wasn't that accurate in his punching, and he throws everything without pace himself, and he burned himself out. This is what I let him do. With the Frazier fight, I moved for the first few rounds, you notice, and those were the later rounds where I had to go to the rope because I couldn't do no better and I was tired, and I was hoping he would punch himself out, but he didn't. So those were two different incidents and for different reasons. All right, Muhammad, is it true or not true that when you went back to your corner at the end of the first round, and your doctor, Ferdy Pacheco, discussed this with me last Friday, Ferdy and Angelo Dundee and even Herbert Muhammad said, what are you doing? Stay away from those ropes. Move, move. Yes, that's uh what they said, but they weren't in there fighting, and I'm the best strategy man in boxing and uh, when I'm fighting I uh, do a lot of things that people don't understand and that's why I'm here today that's why I'm champ that's why I don't see no scratches on my face this is why I'm where I'm at is because I plan the strategy I realize how much they love me Herbert Muhammad and all the people who love me 
and want me to win, don't like to see me on the ropes, and it looks rougher to them than it is. But I knew what I was doing, and I proved to do the right thing, and I appreciate them worrying, but I'm sorry I can't fight the way people out on the outside want me to fight. I have to fight the way I feel it, because I'm the best in boxing, and I know how to plan my fights. All right, champ, that brings up this final point. Did you plan your strategy before the fight, or did you just decide upon it at the moment? It was a, a spare-of-the-moment thing. I did plan not to dance as much as I publicized. I publicized a lot of dancing to throw the man off track. His trainers, his farm partners were running in the ring. He was chasing them, uh, thinking that that's what I was going to do. I figured I could dance and dance, but this man stood up straight. A low man like Joshua Valor and Frazier who ducks, you can dance and punch at them. They're there. But this man stood up straight, and if you dance, you just be dancing and not hitting nothing because he don't come in and nice. hit nothing. So my strategy was to dance and not to dance. And I would do, I was, was going to do what I had to, and I didn't have to do much dancing. Champ, one final question, and this is it. I believe, I think everybody in America now believes. You made believers out of all of us because even I picked against you. I thought George would beat you. Right. And I think you've got a whole new cult of followers in this country because of the brilliance of your victory. At the same time, there are always those who don't believe and who start reciting the two Liston fights and say something in this fight looked funny to them because Foreman did so badly. What's your response? I predicted that would be the excuse. I figured the excuse might be, well, it's 4 o'clock in the morning and he was too tired. <coughs> uh, the Ali Boumaye chance in uh, Africa was dominant for me and he was frightened thinking that if he lost, he'd get beat up or uh, assassinated. Uh, probably uh, uh, I did something crooked. Uh, so I knew it'd be some excuse. When I win, it's always an excuse, especially a big upset like that. I upset so many people who said I didn't have a chance, so many experts, so many critics. If I got caught in the corner, I just defied the world. So I expect this. But tell them all, look at the fight films, hurry up and show these films to the public, and let them see that not only did I knock this man out, but I'll class him, I'll punch him, I hit him in wheel, and the man took a terrible scientific beating before I knocked him out. No tricks, no short counts, no loose okay. ropes. And the man just took a supremely superior whooping, and he will never whoop me. No man alive will whoop me as long as I'm in shape. All right, you made, you made it work. You backed it up. I want to thank you very much for spending this time with us. The folks on thank Monday you. Night Football, I'm sure, were interested very, very much so. By the and way, make your prediction. Who's winning the game tonight? Oh, I'll tell you that in a moment. The Rams, I'll tell you now. All right, well, all but right. I owe you this much. You are the greatest. Thank, Thank you, you Howard. Jeff. I'm so glad I got you in my corner. I can retire now. <laughs> How great. Those guys were, they, they were like like salt and pepper together, man. They were just so much fun to be around. And, of course, I got a couple of chances to watch them in action. And, of course, the, the, the final fight of Muhammad Ali's life, in, in my opinion, of course, wasn't the Trevor Burbick fight. Of course, it took place, I believe, in Jamaica. Uh, but it was the fight against Larry Holmes, October 2nd, 1980. I mean, Ali showed up physically and, and, and would look like cosmetically good shape. I mean, he appeared to be light, but he wasn't right. 217 and a half, the lightest he had been in a long time. But Larry Holmes was younger, stronger, faster. And, of course, Larry had been lighting Muhammad Ali up in training back as early, back as, early as 1974 when he prepared for this George Foreman fight. Of course, the Foreman fight going down October 30th, 1974 in Kinshasa, Zaire, Africa. Straight up, a TKO and 8. Muhammad Ali regains the World Heavyweight Championship. After that, 
What did Ali do, man? He fought Chuck Webner. Remember him? The Biome Bleeder. I had him on the show a couple of years ago. Pretty good guy. Got a book out right now. But Chuck Webner was the role model for the Rocky movies. He then fought Ron Lyle, my buddy Ron Lyle. He and I were gym mates there. Take that back. He was training guys, and I was training at Johnny Taco's gym in Las Vegas. But Ali beat him in 1975. Of course, Joe Bugner, a bit of a, a stiff there from the U.K., 51-6 at the time. Then he took on Joe Frazier. Man, they rocked and rolled. I'm talking about the Thrilla in Manila. Joe comes in at 32-2, and two, of course. Good fighter, man. Joe was like the second best heavyweight of, of that era. He just was. I mean, outside, listen, he was a 1964 Olympic gold medalist. People don't give him the props that he gets, that he should get, okay? I'm talking about smoking Joe Frazier. They say Ali would have done this, Ali would have done this. Yeah, but Ali was, Ali was just all by himself. So it's not fair to... To, uh, to knock the number two guy, the number three guy. I mean, look, Joe Frazier brought it all, man. Joe Frazier, if you didn't come ready to go, Joe Frazier would hand you your head, literally. Uh, after the Joe Frazier fight, and of course, that was a big thrill. Manila Ali won in 14 rounds when Eddie Futch, my good old buddy. I miss Eddie. When Eddie used to, you know, Eddie could break down a fight for me. I'd go call him on the phone, Godfather, what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And, I, you know, he'd break down a fight for me. Like, in about two and a half minutes, he'd break down the entire fight. I'd write down a few notes, and, you know, I'd go to go to Mike. I'd go to the mic. No one, I'm going to do some TV or some radio. I'd know the mic. No one with the Godfather, Eddie Futch. Of course, one of the greatest trainers of all time had in mind. Anyway, he he stopped that Joe Frazier fight in the 14th round and said, Joe, you can't take no more. Of course, Ali fought Jean-Pierre Koopman after that. Of course, a shadow of himself. That was the end of Muhammad Ali's real career, I think, in my mind, as far as his peak was concerned. He was on the decline, probably on the decline, probably since 1972. But after that third Frazier fight, neither of those guys were the same afterwards. It was Koopman after that, Jimmy Young, of course, Richard Dunn. Remember Richard Dunn? Yeah, I didn't think he did. Ken Norton. Man, that Ken Norton fight, Yankee Stadium. I told you about that. Ali and Norton are together in Sacramento, California, circa 2000. Muhammad Ali is, is jabbing at Ken Norton. Ken Norton's got this, he's got this hard look on his face. He's like, I'm a tough dude. And Ken, Ken was a good guy. Ken was really a softie. But he's got this hard look, this hard look persona on his face, you know, ur, ur, growling this kind of stuff. Because, you know, he thinks that he beat Muhammad Ali in that third fight. So he isn't saying anything because he's making some money. We're all making some money. We're doing some performance, uh, some appearance for some car dealership up in Sacramento. So I've got all these guys getting ready to go and to leave the green room. And, you know, the, the George Foreman, uh, Larry Holmes, Ali, and anyway. Bottom line is we pulled all these guys together, had a great time. And Norton, of course, as I said, had a, net, a, bitch, uh, a, net, a chip on his shoulder. Anyway, as we're leaving the green room, as we're leaving the green room, Ali says to, to Ken Norton, he looks Ken Norton in the eye, he goes, hey, champ. You know that third fight? I think he got the better of it. And Ken Norton just folded. He just like, he's like, took all the air out of him. Before he knew it, he started to cry. He couldn't believe it. The most emotional time I ever saw Ken Norton. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how 
simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 36 years of radio presence. I thank you so much for your time. Of course, we're about to wrap up the two-hour Sunday edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio and Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, the MVP for the weekend, most valuable player in boxing, Emmanuel Navarrete, the WBO 122-pound champion, of course, a winner at TKO in four over Mr. Horta last night. Give him props. He sold out an arena in Pueblo, Mexico. He is the rising Mexican star. I think he's the best fighter in Mexico right now, pound for pound. Wow. want to say thank you to my producer for the day. He'll be here next week, I believe, Dominic Jimenez, of course. Fill in the shoes of the great Scott Cuddy. And, you know, Scott Cuddy is a hard guy, to, hard guy to follow. But the bottom line is Dominic does it and does it well. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing, MMA. Of course, Saturday and Sunday is 11 a.m. Pacific time. I want to mention this. Bill, Bill O. I'm not going to mention his last name. But Bill O. was a guy that I've known for a long, long time. And there were a couple of guys that were in bad, in bad shape down on Grand Avenue in South San Francisco where I used to live. One of them was Bill O. The other one was David Marcel, a kid that I grew up with and went to school with and ended up fighting in the Golden Gloves with. And, I mean, David ended up dying because of, of, of heroin and, and, and alcohol. 
That was on Grand Avenue. He never got off Grand Avenue. So Bill O, Bill O dis- disappears from the Grand Avenue scene, and I think you know Bill O's dead because Bill O was looking like he was a walking dead at that point in time. Well, guess what? Bill O has resurfaced. He got his act together. He's got a job. He's been clean five years now this past December the 5th. So the bottom line is pound for pound. Props to you, Bill O. You deserve it. Not Bill O'Reilly, my Bill O. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. I am the man. Thank you so much, Pedro Fernandez, for tuning in. Ring Talk Live Worldwide.